to the After Credits podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love. In this week's episode, we will be talking all about Stranger Things as we give you our review, discussion, and predictions for the series. Stay tuned, guys. I'm your host, guys, Franco Dajlet. This is Rafi Rodas, RG Silveria, Vinny Lyog, Nigel Aquino. And welcome to our very first podcast of the After Credits Podcast. Yeah! Woo! Excited. All right. Premiere episode. That's Premiere episode. The gang's all here except for Gabby Del Rosario. I'm sorry that you can't make it, but, uh, well, we just had to make a podcast right now. Yeah, this is episode one. So this is like our debut episode. Mm -hmm. Where we talk about Stranger Things, guys. So... Let's get into re- let's get right into it. Uh, so initial reactions for Stranger Things. Uh, Rafi, what are your initial impressions and reactions? When I first heard about Stranger Things, everyone's talking about oh, it's about a homage to the eighties, right? A homage to eighties sci-fi. So that's what that's what brought me in the sci-fi part. What I didn't know was that it had it was also a thriller, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, while it was the sci-fi part that brought me in. It was the storytelling that made yeah. me st- stick stick with it. Like mm-hmm. maybe keep watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So All right. there, Rafi. Uh, no, sorry, RJ. Well, for one thing, it was a. Uh, I heard it was obviously a Netflix series, so I thought, no, oh, this could be something good. So I did yeah. my research on it. Yeah, that's what Rafi said. It's an '80s um, throwback kind of series, but with a little twist, because um, you know, there's a lot of weird things as that's the title so yeah i mean people say it's a good series why not i'll give it i'll give it a watch and video yeah i mean um well i heard it was sci-fi and a lot of people like i i got like this impression that you know people said it was a spielberg level yeah, yeah, yeah. you know kind of movie where it, it's kind of like et i mean i saw some screenshots mm-hmm. and um and some videos while it's under and some uh what? damn is it is it gonna rain god is angry with us. It, it's a thunderstorm so it's, it's fine yeah. let's just ignore that ignore so it. maybe it's a sign wow Anyways. so some omen the need just keeps so talking. what was i saying there um like there was a lot of positive feedback about it i mean it was pretty hyped and yeah, like like what RJ mentioned, it was a Netflix series, so you know you can really expect some good quality from that because they're not hindered by you know um, like networks telling them what to do, so they have a lot of creative freedom. I mean, even like watching even watching the title, like the opening sequence and stuff, like super high quality stuff, man. I mean, I I loved it actually. I really loved the series. It was great. Uh, every moment, I think. You know, compared to a lot of other series, when I'm like, something's not, nothing's happening, or I feel like they're just dragging. This one, I felt, wow, eight episodes, and each one was fucking great. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I'm pretty much the same with everyone here. Uh, I I heard first heard about it from word of mouth because, honestly, the marketing, there's not a lot of like, Rafi. Sorry. <laughs> Go for it, man. Okay. Anyway, so there's the I, I like because the, since the traders didn't really say anything about what the show was, all I uh, the only thing I really had to go on was what other people were saying about the show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm not. I wasn't that very interested that it was an '80s throwback, but I was really interested when I heard that it was a really good horror TV show, mm-hmm. and I've never really seen that before, and that's why I was really interested in watching it. Oh, yeah. like uh, one of the things like the hyping it. Mm-hmm. People said it's better to watch Stranger Things without knowing anything about it. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. Yeah, in my well, in my first impression, well, I got into Stranger Things because of the in a way the word of mouth from one friend to another uh it was a netflix hit so i expected it to be around like the same level of house of cards in a way not in terms of like production value but in terms of the quality of direction and i was really impressed like i in my opinion i found it up to bar with house of cards which was really good in the acting directing and overall pace was uh, really well made so let's get into it, guys. After initial impressions, let's go on a storyline basis where we discuss the plot, uh, characters. What do you want to talk actually, about first, the characters or the plot? I, I think it's, that's actually pretty interesting. Because for this TV show, usually you would see just like one storyline seen through. Pero the way the show did it was just that there were three storylines. Each focused on a certain group of characters that each had, that were all pretty separated for most of the season, but then converged together in a really good way in the last two episodes. Like I like the fact that each of these narrative threads uncovered different aspects of the whole mystery. Mm. Like how they all focused on one event which was the disappearance of Will, but they approached it from like different directions. Yeah, like mm-hmm. some the teenagers were like trying to defeat the monster, the the kids met up with Eleven, Eleven, and like mm-hmm. the adults were dealing with the, the government conspiracy. Right? Mm-hmm. I like how they unveiled each, each, uh, each, uh, like each phase of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the way they did it, the framework was different with each storyline. How the kids they they unveiled the storyline through through the the eyes of, of a child to wonder with science. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has an ET vibe. The, the, the storyline of, of the children. Yeah, and I, uh, let's actually just describe each storyline right, so that right. people will know what we're talking about. All right, all right. Uh, so, like the first storyline is um, the group of kids, the group of kids, the group of kids who were friends with Will Byers who disappeared in the first episode, and mm-hmm. uh, and how they meet up with a, a little girl who seemingly escaped from somewhere and who who they think is going to be instrumental in them finding Will again. The second storyline is the teenagers, uh, the one of the, the sister of one of the kids and the brother of Will Byers and how they suddenly get, they, they're the ones who have the most actual contact with the monster itself because it takes one of the uh, one of Nancy's friends. This is the sister of my, of my Hashtag dealer. justice for Barb. Barbara, yeah. who is the friend who also disappeared along with Will Byers. And how Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Byers is trying to find his brother again. Uh, the third storyline is the mother of Will. Of mother of Will uh, I, I'm, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. I, Joyce. 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 Uh, jo- uh, Joyce and the sheriff. And how... The, the government conspiracy that's trying to cover up the existence of yeah. the monster mm-hmm. and Eleven and the disappearance of Will and how that they're, they're running up against the, the government juggernaut and just trying to cover it on their own. All right, so let's tackle on each storyline first. So let's start with the kids' storyline. Who wants to go first on their take on it? 
so there. So the kids' storyline is pretty straightforward. Like they're they're really optimistic. What's nice about their personalities is that they're very curious about it. They don't have any, you know, like hang-ups that like for example the teenagers do or even the adults do. And that's that's what I really liked about this separate storylines. They're all approaching this one big mystery in a different way. And uh like, like they're really focused on, on, yeah. on their objective. Like the kids, they like for them it's not strange at all that their they their friend is still alive. That they, they see this evidence, they can hear him, um, this girl is channeling his voice and stuff, and they're like, Yes, he's really alive, let's do this. You know, they they even ask their, their teacher about alternate, alternate uh, universes yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they try to find out about it. They're the ones that believe the entire time. Um yeah, I, I, I think that um, through the kids' storyline, we as the audience, we learn so much more from the kids' storyline than any other storyline. Because the kids um, learn through their science teacher and through uh, they learn about the upside down. Mm-hmm. And they, they learn from, from, L, mm-hmm. from L and the science teacher. And through that, we as the audience get so much information from those two characters. Yeah, because this is the more science fiction story. Yeah, so yeah. there's not a lot of focus on mystery, so we can actually get explanations. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if they're represented theoretically, that we pretty much take it, that's how it's going to happen in the show. Like, I like the fact that, you know, how they call the woods Merkwood, and how they would call the upside-down right way, they call it the upside-down, yeah, 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 yeah. the monster, mm-hmm. they call it the Demogorgon, because they're not skeptical. You know how, like, the adults, it took them so long for them to finally believe that something's going on. Even the teenagers, it had to be someone disappearing yeah. for them to yeah. be like, something's up. They had to yeah. look at this, the picture. Yeah. It had to be there. But then for the kids, right away, they were like, he was taken by the Demogorgon. He was taken to the other right. upside down. And, like, it really brings us straight into the, the mythology or into the, the science fiction happenings in the series. Yeah, so while we're talking about the kids uh, and their storyline, let's also talk about, while we're on that topic, let's talk about their acting and the acting performances of Mike, Dustin, Lucas, Will, and Eleven. So I want to turn to you, RJ and Rafi, since you guys are the ones here with acting experience. (laughs) So what what are your opinions on the kids? Well, okay, they're child characters. So we get to see, um, with the characters that were presented to us, well, it's pretty much what it is. They're kids, but um, they're kids who are trying to find their friend Will, and it's their approach is pretty much straightforward. They want to find Will, and they, um, however they react to the situation, it's very much childlike, but with a little bit of maturity. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have That's... any uh, outstanding like acting performances you want to mention uh, or like? Hmm. Like your opinions on certain. Who's your favorite actors. kid? Yeah. Favorite kid. Uh, if, not not Dustin, not... <laughs> if it's not Dustin, if it's not Dustin, hey, eleven is pretty good. Eleven, of course, eleven. Eleven's character is pretty much well. She's mostly silent in her part, but the way she portrays that silence, it's yes. like you know, there's. It's so intense. It's in, right? yeah. It's intense. Quiet it's like intensity. she she knows things, but she doesn't just want to blurt it out instantly. Like if she does, maybe the kids will retaliate at her at the wrong way, and in the end, you know, she might mess things up even more. And she's 
pretty much with her character, she's like used to getting so punished and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way how you know the kids react to Eleven's actions and yeah. stuff. They really react like kids because they're not they're not old enough to try to understand what Eleven is doing or try to understand what the other party is going through or trying to think of. Because like how you see the adults, sometimes they're so sensitive or they're so hesitant to say exactly how they feel because they don't want, you know, like, I can't think of an example right now. But then, you know, like, like there, the kids, like, what's his name? Um, Lucas. He's so willing to just tell Eleven that, Hey, uh, she's a traitor, or she's lying to us and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't think about how how her, his words would affect her. So. At the same time, though, mm-hmm. I actually really admire Lucas because mm-hmm. he's also he's also like the most skeptical one out of all of them for mm-hmm. very good reasons. Because even if uh, they they sort of immediately trusted Eleven, they really have no reason to. They really know nothing about her. Yeah, he's so, being realistic. He's like really being realistic with mm-hmm. her. But I really liked how even with all of that, when when his friends got threatened, he just he went, he he helped them right away. Just without yeah. any hesitation at all. For mm-hmm. me, uh Lucas was a rational character in an, in a very irrational world. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. And yeah. um from an acting point of view, like I haven't seen this good, These good of an ensemble. Oh yeah, the, like the child, these these they're, child actors, they're, they're so yeah. good. Their chemistry, it's great, so good. Eleven, how she expresses without even speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my God, that like was how Eleven's, yeah. Eleven's, oh, that her lines are so sparse. But yeah, they're like one liners, yeah. one liners, but it has an impact on her eyes. Yeah. My yeah, my favorite scene of Eleven is when, um, at during uh, Will's funeral in the school when the bully. Uh, when the bully was when Ma- when Mike uh, pushes the bully and then he was gonna punch him and then she makes him pee in his pants. <laughs> he, she she and then her nose starts bleeding. She she did this and did like little twirl. It's like really cocky, really cocky, yeah, and yeah, confident. Yeah. Was like that was really, that was like that is like a really cool scene. <laughs> and you also have to give it up for the directors and scriptwriters, mm-hmm. uh, like well the, for the kids themselves. They didn't write their own lines. We oh yeah, yeah. Of and the, for the script writers, they really wrote it in a way that kids would talk. Yeah. Like one of my favorite scenes was when uh, Mike, uh, the mom was asking Mike about like, "Will uh, Mike, are you coming?" And then Mike just like screams out of nowhere, like a like a weird like preteen word. And he's like, yeah. "Mom, I'm coming! Mom, I'm coming!" But like, yeah. it's it's it was a very well written uh, story and. Uh, very well directed. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I want to highlight Millie Bobby Brown's character Eleven. Oh, yeah. The yeah. way she delivered her her, her scenes, uh, the micro expressions that she had to go through. Yeah, yeah. and it was a really, really o- not Oscar, sorry, Emmy, uh, Emmy. nominate nominate. Uh, she she deserves yeah an Emmy worthy performance mm-hmm. where everyone's expecting her to be at least nominated for. Best supporting actress would she be? She's not yeah. the lead, right? So she's so probably support. a supporting. Yeah, support. No, actually, she might count. Who would be the lead? Maybe could be. Who is the lead? Maybe lead. Oh, no, this is like Game of Thrones. We're like they're we like, don't know who the lead yeah. is. It's an ensemble. Yeah. Honestly, uh, there may be like there are five riders? kids. Yeah. There's two teenagers. There's two adults. There might be like nine. 
Lead character. Nine lead characters. Because they all count. They yeah. all count. Yeah. Danny is the lead yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. Yeah, and speaking of Game of Thrones, like, the thing I loved about this show is the pacing. Where you had three yes. different storylines and they all converged in the last yes. two to three episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Game of Thrones in a way where you have different storylines. Yeah. And like, like we were all expecting it at like season six, season seven. They're going to merge together. That the next we should let, we should probably talk about the second storyline, the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, the teenagers focused on the storyline of Jonathan Byers, the brother of Will, and Nancy, Nancy Wheeler, yeah. the brother of sister, uh, the sister of Mike Wheeler, and how they they actually start to confront their the, confront the monster. This was actually a more of a traditional horror storyline. Mm-hmm. Two teenagers doing. Honestly, uh, really stupid are, things trying to confront a monster that they know nothing about. It's very characters Scooby are Doo. Yeah, yes, yeah, really Scooby Doo. RJ. Very archetype characters, especially with, um, you know, you have that awkward teenager who's hanging out with the girl who's. Girl well, I great. wouldn't say she's popular, but she's on the rise to be popular. Well, she's kind of like, apparently, uh, from like side conversations. He's like the she's like the girl of his dreams. He's like he's had a really strong crush on her for like no, years. she has a had a crush on him. Jo- Jonathan? No, oh, Steve. Jonathan oh. had this crush on Jonathan had no, a crush. No, 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 Nancy's cool. You know, I'm such a sucker for smart girls. You know, like that whole scene oh, yeah. when when she was like, I need to study. And then, and then Steve's like, no, 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 no. Oh, you, my you God. Need to study. <laughs> like, that, no. I'm such a sucker for that. Oh, shit. That's yeah. me. Yeah, that's so, you. Yeah, that's pretty you. So, so, the, shut up, dude. You're so let, let, let's uh, go on with the storyline. But I mean, what are your impressions and like reactions? Uh, I mean, for me... I think it's rare to see that kind of character in Nancy that, you know, she's the smart girl and then she starts to fall for the popular crowd, which isn't really in her sort of aesthetic when it comes to their, how they hang out and stuff. So, I mean, it's, I don't usually see that in, you know, those teenage film, um, those films with teenagers and all that. Really? So, I don't That's- know. That's like one of the that's one of the most common stereotypes I've ever seen. Not like really. the, I think, the but it's, I'm talking about the development. Ah, yeah. Okay, what yeah. I think what's what RJ is saying is that well now postmodern you know media portrayals of the teenager thing they try to avoid that, but then in Stranger Things, that's one of the main like oh the smart girl is smart girl for the popular guy who's had a lot of girlfriends, and like that's why I hate Steve. Excuse me. Wait, Steve sucks. I agree, man. Yes. I don't. I don't. Steve. Let me let me explain something. Let me explain oh something. No, people. Here we go. People mistake me for saying, "Oh, dude, you like Steve? Why?" I'm. I'm like. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, here's 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 my take on. Here's my take on it. Okay. Here's your. And I, I don't want anyone to get confused. Okay. I. As a person, if Steve were living right now... A real dude. If he was a real dude, I would hate him. I would hate him. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But as a character, I think that he is one of the more complex characters in this story. Is he? Do you agree with... No, you don't agree with me. Let me explain why. Let me explain why. He is not your stereotypical 
Jock, isn't he? Wait, he's a well. Okay. First of all, first of all, he's not even a jock. He's not in the football team. Okay, fine, fine. He's just a cool guy. Cool, cool, cool. What do you call a jerk? He's a jerk. Not, not yeah. But he's not your stereotypical jerk. He's a fuckboy. He oh, has he's deeper. A, he's a fuckboy. All right. Yeah. He is. He is. But he has. Okay. Uh, what? What? I'll two agree. C's. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go, Nigel. Sorry. I don't agree that he's the most complex. I agree. He's the most <laughs> I didn't say that. I said he was one. Uh, one of the most complex. I, he's, he, I don't agree that he's one of the most complex. He's one of the more realistic characters. Because okay, real characters are co- are complex. Uh, not really. All right. But okay. because like, because okay. like. He, when you first see him, when you first see him, he's like you would think he's like the normal popular like douche. But in reality, those kinds of people, they're actually like they're alright. They're nice people. We know a lot of those kind of guys. They're all just like nice. We don't really meet actual douches. They're pretty rare in the world. In the movies though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, much, okay, maybe he is special in that he's there realistic. We go. There we go. That's what a regular. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean. All right. Do so, you have something to say? Uh, no, not uh, really. Yeah, I mean, but let's like, stop with Nancy. Let's try going now. Well, not, no, no, not Nancy really, but Steve. You guys are going. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really. fading too much. Yeah, Steve. We, need yeah. to, we need to change. Yeah, okay, we should so stop talking yeah. about Steve. He's yeah. a shit. We're yeah. forgetting about the other guy, Jonathan. Jonathan. All right, Jonathan. My beef with Jonathan, he's really simple, you know. You know what? Like the way the way I feel that because he only has one driving goal, which doesn't make him a bad character. But he's very one-dimensional in that his entire focus for the entire season is finding Will. So that that means we don't really see any development with him in any way. That's true. He doesn't end up in a different place at the end of the season. I mean, that I agree with. Mm-hmm. Maybe he yeah. ends with friends with Nancy. But mm-hmm. that's not super different. Something that confused me was like him taking pictures and stuff. That was never justified. That was him being a creepy triple. Yeah. Like, he, like, what was his explanation? He was like, he was, I didn't know. It, it was bad. I know it was bad. And that's it. It was like, what happened after that? I remember him saying that with, um, when he takes photos of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sees he the, the true nature of yeah, people he, through the observer. photos. He's an observer. But that still doesn't justify, doesn't justify it, right? him yeah. being a fucking creeper. And, yeah. and to add to that, like, a couple of episodes after, like, you see Jonathan pass by Nancy and the gang. He just, like... As he's walking midway, he'll just stop and then turn to the right and stare at Nancy. You know that scene? I yeah. think I yeah, remember. That happens I think a lot. I recall. That happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. It's like very, like really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's one reason, like why it's kind of like a multi-dimensional debate where you think Nancy should end up with Jonathan or Steve because no. they both have their no. well, they both have Is their that thoughts. Really yeah, multi-dimensional. He's, she's, she's, she has to end up with Jonathan. No, that's the one well, thing that makes sense. Okay, no, it makes sense because Steve sucks. Uh, yeah, I it's agree too predictable, that. man. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's true. All right. Oh, maybe that's oh. okay. Okay. So Nancy is an independent woman that is fine on her own. All right. So moving on, eh? let's talk about the the adults. Sorry, My favorite character is what's his name? Hopper. I just thought of him as the sheriff. Because like that's he is he's the he's sheriff. The sheriff. Okay, he's okay. The, the chief. Yeah. And I like him because you know he he's very serious. He really wants to solve this mystery and he's 
he's going through all of the proper protocols and everything, and he's very skeptical also of like, you know, he's telling Joyce, Joyce, calm down, you know, I've been through this, like my my child, um, I lost my child, and and everything like that, and and like he knows that she might be delusional or she might be... She's just going out of her mind. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's experiencing like intense grief. And he was very supportive and he really also wanted to find Will. And what I liked is that eventually when he started, you know, discovering this conspiracy and stuff, he was on the, he was on the front line. He was, he walked into the, the freaking lab. Yeah, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. You should check your uh, thing. And then he punched the dude and, Mm-hmm. He got in. Like, can I just mention that that part confused me Which when part? he went into a lab and then they just like kicked him out. They're like, oh, oh, he saw everything, but let's just. Oh, yeah. I think I helped explain that was they tried to make him seem like it was all a dream. Yeah. It was okay. A Not oh. really. Like he, they, they thought he like hallucinated all of it in a drunken binge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they drugged him. Yeah. Although that also doesn't make sense because he knows it happened. So I guess if someone else found him, maybe. It's like the, that, oh, whole, yeah. that whole setup scene kind of didn't make a lot of sense. I get why they, don't, they didn't kill him, though. Because it's a lot of trouble to kill the chief of police and then yeah. cover that up. Oh, I think my favorite part was when he went up to the, the fake body. Yeah. And then he, he oh, stabbed yeah. it yeah. and then the cotton came out. And then that at that moment, he realized that. You could see how this is some deep shit. He was like super pissed about everything. There was there was shit going on. Yeah, Um, I like this character. This entire thing. Yeah, you guys have any other? uh, Let's talk about Joyce, Winona Ryder. She's a perfect uh, casting, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is. Her acting, oh my gosh, it's amazing. The the way she played this super. Hysterical, hysterical, yeah. hysterical mother who's longing, longing mm. to find her child. Yeah. You can yeah. see, you can really, see, you can sense the passion, the way her eyes are always so wide, yeah, crazy mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, she was like so sure she's like shaking. So yeah, much. yeah. Her voice always shrieking. I, I also like that they cast Winona Ryder because yeah. she was a very uh, popular actress in the eighties. Yes, she's in so many movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only name one, like Beetlejuice. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah. 80s? 90s? Like, I think early 90s. 90s. Late, 80s. late 80s. Early 90s. But it yeah. had the 80s feel. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what this Stranger Things had the 80s feel. So yeah. having Winona Ryder there, it's like, oh, it's also an 80s yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think her scenes were, the, were, the, were among the scariest in the, oh, yeah. in the, in the series. We, the, the, that's where the thriller part came in Be- yeah. because she was already like almost delusional like like she was going crazy yeah like that was an opportunity for the for like the directors to show these crazy yeah. things without yeah. all the other characters reacting in a weird yeah. way mm-hmm. it's like oh she's just she's hallucinating or something yeah. I-, I think we as the audience could like vicariously exp- uh, like, uh, experience her her what do you call it grief no, no, not grief. Confusion. Her, her, her confusion and panic. Yeah, right. And at one point, she was she didn't even care if people said she was crazy because she knew yeah. that these things were real. Yeah, and to go with the writing on that, like they really wrote her to be a self-aware kind of person, mm-hmm. where like as you said, she would be very uh, hysterical in a way. But like when she'd interact with other characters, she'd be like, "I know I sound crazy. 
I know I sound crazy, yeah. but you have to believe me. So like she's aware that she mm-hmm. sounds like a stereotypical uh hysterical girl, yeah. but like it was really well written and very believable. My favorite scene I think is when Hopper went to Joyce and he said, I believe you. And for me that was such a like whoa really? oh my god, really? yes. He believes her shit. All characters are coming together. Yeah. Like they teamed up and like having the two main adults team up that was pretty good like wow they just need to get the kids just need to meet up with them and talk about this like there was one point when three storylines they all experienced it already they got into contact with it like when uh, Jonathan and Nancy they both saw something weird but then it took them a while before they finally teamed up and like when Nancy told Jonathan like I saw something without a face and then, and then, and then Nancy was like, "How did you know that?" And yeah. I think for me, those were the best moments I'm of the series. Yeah, I'm still a little pissed. He just didn't tell. He just didn't tell his mom right away. And just that I think that maybe she's going a little crazy. That's true. I I was like, why didn't he just? Why didn't they just team up right away? It's like, like there's that, no that should have been a big thing. There's no real reason not to. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's being irrational. Actually, I want to talk about actually in for the rest like adults in the series. Moms are like, are like really, really good characters. Like if yeah. you think about the Wheeler's mom, I feel so bad for like Karen Wheeler. That's her name. I feel so bad for her, because all she wants to do is have her kids talk to her, and all of them refuse to. Yeah, <laughs> I was so sad. I like how the dad didn't care. Well, yeah. the his chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time he was like, "What did I do?" <laughs> what did I do? What did yeah. I do? Yeah, the dad's just being like really just an extra character. Like they really just yeah. had to have like a the, dad to make dad this family seem normal. He had the, my favorite line in the whole show. <laughs> this is our government. They're on our side. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> So he trusts them right away. <laughs> he's so white. Like uh, I, I like um. Lonnie. He's real white. Lonnie, I didn't like. Lonnie was such a douchebag character. Oh, yeah. The dad of uh, Will. Oh like, yeah. He just oh, came yeah, yeah. to to get the insurance money. Yeah. And yeah. stuff. That was that was a dick move. Yeah. yeah. Like um. Like both dads in the show are like assholes. Except, Except for Hopper. He's a former dad though. That's too soon. It's that nine years too soon. Alright, anyway, so <laughs> So speaking of like how the government's on our side, let's talk about the the role of Dr. Brenner. Played by Creepy Dude, the creepy doctor. Yeah, the re- played just, by Matthew Moody. He he had that whole like standing in a epic stance thing and then the camera would just look at him like It's wow. like a really interesting. Yeah. Very eighties, like they're, they're the whole government conspiracy spying French on the Russians. Yeah. yeah. Spying no, on the Russians. Yeah. He's technically also a dad. He's oh, Papa. Yeah, he's he's Papa to eleven. No. I don't consider him a dad. He, he's, he's considered no. as Papa, but he's yeah. not really Papa. No. Well, she could did consider him kind of like a, a father, father figure, figure that she yeah. had to yeah. appease. Okay. So not by a lot. Okay. Well this yeah, shows not, very not related. <laughs> shows very okay. anti father. But very, uh, no, no, yeah. no. Hopper was the main character. Yeah. But then they, yeah. they showed him as a good father. As a good figure. father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a while. For- yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. No. Like the flashbacks. Oh, I felt so bad. That was actually my favorite scene when, in the whole show. Yeah. The, the flashbacks. The, flash, the flashbacks when, when, when you found out. When, uh, Karen, when, when, when Joyce and Hopper enter the Upside Down. 
and the, uh, they they cut the between the flashbacks between him with his daughter as she was dying and him trying to find uh will in the upside down that was like that was really cool yeah yeah so let's talk about the the plot of the villains in a way uh so what do you guys think of well there are two villains uh what do you want to you want to talk about the talk about the demogorgon humans the humans first all right the humans, humans first so talk about the government in a way like in my opinion they're very as you guys mentioned before they're very stereotypical mm-hmm. but i feel like the directors and writers could have fleshed out their motivations more like yeah. because yeah. we see them as the bad guys right away from mm-hmm. the very first episode we see mm-hmm. them as the bad guys mm-hmm. who experiment but in my opinion they could have fleshed out the russians part like yeah. if, why were they if they got valuable information you could have like sort of sided with them or had an argument yeah. to side with them they didn't really justify the actions of the government like uh well, Nigel uh well actually it's just that in, in that particular time the 80s the nearing the end of the civil um, of the cold yeah, war the, honestly a lot of government programs communism. are like one of the one of the like common characteristics of like cold war uh black ops CIA programs a lot of them don't make a lot of sense so like and i i like the idea of like a faceless <clears throat> government program that suddenly managed to breach the mansions because of some weird thing that happened that i don't really need them to have a lot of motivation mm-hmm. because i i like the idea of fighting a face uh, of like a really mysterious uh, overarching enemy without villain. a face yeah yeah well, because I see, like, okay, the government is just doing a lot of damage control. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're kind of fucking up a bit. Oh, Because yeah. they're, not, they're not tying up the loose ends or they're not, you know, covering all the bases. Like, like that one where they showed the fake body. Yeah. And then Joyce could tell right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, they, they aren't doing a very good job of hiding this whole conspiracy thing like everyone's finding out what's happening kids are kids know what's going on and uh i don't know like as villains i mean they're pretty you know pretty stereotypical you know? just a like, little incompetent it's like they're quite in- well honestly like killing people to cover stuff yeah up that that I makes think. more people look into it yeah huh? All right, so let's talk about the other main villain in this story, which the is the Demogorgon. The more interesting, the more interesting one. Do you have any initial impressions, uh, RJ? I just, I just saw the usual. It's a monster that's hunting down the characters. But <clears throat> I mean, well, yeah, that's how I saw it. it um, it's a face. It's a faceless monster with what seems to be like a tulip head. Then. Um, yeah, it's pretty much like it. It felt like it reminded me of some, you know, those usual mutated monsters from the video games. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll just, yeah, they'll just pop in from wherever they came, pop in from wherever they came from, and then they'll just grab anyone, eat them, and then go for the next meal. It's like it adds the thriller, horror vibe to it. But mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know. There's not much about the monster. Yeah, well, actually, Rafi, go ahead. I think that we can't talk about the monster without talking about the upside down. Okay, yeah, right. because they're, they're yeah, part. Yeah, of course. Pero, like, but the the thing that's that's in my head is like 
these are the question marks. Tulip head, the upside down. This is what... Uh, these are what beg us to keep watching the yeah. show. Yeah. Because these are the questions. These are, I guess, these are the main... No, I know these are the main questions yeah. in the series. Right? What is this monster? Where did it come from? Are there mm-hmm. more monsters? Mm-hmm. Right? Surprisingly, they just showed one. Yeah. Because, um, like, the, I know like the, the Duffer Brothers wrote, like, a... Like a thirty-page essay, was it? Yeah. Uh, about about the yeah. about the upside down, like all the all its intricacies and stuff. And they said they only revealed a very small part of it this season. So let's see next season what they yeah. what mm-hmm. they reveal. I'm excited. Yeah, and it's interesting how they implement that extra dimension and how that monster can move through yeah. uh, dimensions, like through like different portals, through the woods, through the wall, mm-hmm. through the trees. And it's very creepy in a way with those how those portals form. It's very. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very strange. Like yeah. something you'd see like out of like a Dead Space kind of video game. And like yeah. the, what you mentioned already, like how the Demogorgon sounded like and acted like a monster. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the sound direction, it sounded like a clicker from yeah. the last of yeah, us it, video it does. game. It looks like a clicker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the really exploded head in a way. And I really got that retro vibe from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, like... Um, I only really noticed this afterwards, but there are a lot of subtle connections between Eleven, her powers, and the Demigorgon. Because um, you actually see this in the first episode when he first, when the Demigorgon first takes Will. He actually has the same powers as Eleven. Telekinesis, control over electricity, and then later on, dimension hopping. Yeah. Yeah, eleven has the same powers. Eleven has the electricity. Yeah. Wait, wait, Oh, you mean the, the, the wait, light bulbs? The light bulbs. Wait, ah. let's, let's save and, the speculation right, but and yeah, analysis right. for later. That's, let's talk about the performance and acting okay. and review first. We can. Well, there's no. I can't really discuss acting of the Demogorgon. Yeah, it's just a monster. It was a really great acting Demogorgon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How, how, was the, how was the CG? How was the CG? It was really good CG though. CG was okay for me. It was just acceptable. I mean, it wasn't the 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 monster design for me wasn't. So wow, whoa! This monster is so I, crazy out there. It's, yeah. it's kind of a standard. Uh, there were times like when I was watching it, you could see that it was really CG. Like yeah. it wasn't like the like it, there wasn't that much realism unless there was a huge close up where only a portion of it mm-hmm. would be seen. So that I think with that little portion, you could they could animate it in such a way that's realistic. But when you see it as a whole, uh, you could see the. Um, you know, you'd see this obviously computer generated. In a way, because I, con- I consider the the upside down and the monster like really tied together. So when mm-hmm. I say the CG is really good, I'm also talking about the upside down a little because when because you never really see him in the actual world except during the last scene. Most of the time, whenever mm-hmm. you see like him fully, he's well not really him fully, but in the context, it's within the upside down itself. Mm-hmm. Or when he's bursting through the dimension. Yeah, and in terms of CG, let us all remember that this is just sort of like a pilot season mm-hmm. for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that it's such a huge hit could mean, like, we'll even see a better version of uh, the Demogorgon or, like, multiple, like, animations put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget's gonna go up for sure, but first, let's review uh, the season in general. So... Uh, out of a 10, 1 to 10 rating, how would you guys rate it in terms of like acting, performance, and any good things, bad things you want to mention? I'd give it an 11. 
That's really funny, Vinny. Eleven. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. All right. All right. We did. Yeah. We did. Vinny, you want to add more to that, or like? Um, it was great. I mean, you know, I, I haven't watched a lot of complete seasons actually of of series, sis. But then you know, giving this a shot and watching it. It really motivated me every single episode, made me want to watch the next, watch the next. Even the cliffhangers, every episode got me hooked. And the quality of the writing, the, the plot was great. I mean, the sci-fi, I'm a big fan of sci-fi. And I, I love the entire thing. I mean, I would totally recommend it to everyone, all of my friends and stuff, you know. Um, great show, 11 out of 10. <laughs> all right, next one. Let's do the review. All right, so I'll do my review. So, uh... I'd also give it an 11, but it's actually, I'll just put it, I'll leave it at 10, leave it at 10. All right. Because it was overall a really great experience. Start to finish, uh, the pacing was nice. The acting was nice. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, 11, deserves an Emmy yeah. because of that. Also, uh, we own a rider. Uh, also, <clears throat> probably at least a mention or a nomination in a way. Uh, great season. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, actually, um, I probably give it the nine point five, because like it's not perfect because the teenager storyline is still the worst one, which isn't saying it's like it's bad. I just don't like it very much in comparison to the adults and the kids, mm-hmm. because both characters, while they're good, they're a little boring. Mm-hmm. I wish they 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 they'd, like flesh them out a little more, give them a lot. Well, maybe not more motivation, but like, like maybe make them do more stuff. Like because, like, um, in all honesty, if the teenager storyline wasn't there, it would have still worked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, I think yeah, like the whole the whole Steve love triangle thing for me. This I'm against love triangles forever. Yeah. I hate mm-hmm. I hate it when shows uh, or or you know, stories mean. have that, but. You know, yeah, I agree. Okay. All right, RJ Rafi, what are your uh, ratings? I think I'll go with Nigel in the nine point five, because right. uh, well, yeah, it's um, it has these good moments. I wouldn't let the um, throwback retro vibe of it um, make me say that it's really perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there are some hiccups along the way. Um, some of the char- some of the characters from greedy that fleshed out, mm-hmm. especially I mean yeah, what we mentioned with the go- the bad the villains of the se- of this season. It's like there's not much motivation going on as to why they're doing it doing these things for the cover up in the first place. So I mean, hopefully in the coming in the coming season, maybe they'll explain more as to why they had to do what they had to do, and well with um. I mean, maybe with some of the characters that weren't as developed in the season, maybe we'll see more of it um, as a focus in the coming season. All right, Rafi, what's your take on it? I give it a 10. Now, let me explain why. Uh, It has its faults, yes, but we should acknowledge that it is a homage to the 80s, and its faults is also a homage to the 80s, I think. So we should take that into consideration. I, I don't know. That's that's what I, I, I the, yeah. The, yeah. like, like on, with its uh yeah. You mentioned 
you guys mentioned that there were unfleshed characters, right? Stereotypical scientists. But I guess, to, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I, I didn't watch that much 80s movies, but to my knowledge, those are also conventions in the 80s. Yeah. And I think bad. this series, as a homage to the 80s, you know, also derives its material from that period. Yeah. And, of course, together with the acting, with the how they, the, the Duffer Brothers flesh out the storyline, again, the amazing, amazing acting. I cannot express how impressed I am with the act, especially the kids' acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> this is why I give it a 10. All right, with that ends our review. We will take a short break and come back to you for our predictions and like analysis for the upcoming season. And we're back, guys. Welcome back to the After Creds podcast. We're talking about Stranger Things right now. Part two, we talk about our predictions and analysis of season one and for the future season two. Will is sick. He vomited a freaking slug, man. Like, I think he's gonna, I think something's gonna happen. And Elle's gone. Where'd she go? But, you know, fucking, what's his name? Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. But no, he's leaving Egos. Just what's up sh- with that? Just call him the yeah. sheriff, man. The yeah. sheriff. With, um, <laughs> Everyone knows who it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Will is vomiting slugs now. And is seeing okay. visions of yeah. a... Uh, seeing visions of a... I, I mean, with the visions, I could say that's trauma. That trauma caused by his time in the Upside Down. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't directly say that it's him like transitioning, like he could like manifest himself into the Upside Down in some way, like be a sort of like his body became a medium between the Upside Down and the real world. But with him turning into a monster, I mean, I have a feeling Barb might be a monster. Might become a monster. What? What? Okay, okay, okay. Because for one thing, that thing, that thing that they placed in his mouth, yeah. they were able to drag it out. So he's fine. Oh. But what if that sluggy thing, like if it completed its process, might turn somebody into a monster? I mean, it has the whole like alien. Yeah, it, has, uh, it is feel right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you know the, in season one they mentioned the the whole concept of shadow walking and i think <laughs> i'm sorry you're but i think <laughs> mentioning it is enough you know the the acrobat and the flea like even mentioning that whole concept of a flea being able to go back and forth i think that hints that hints at you know um someone being able to do that maybe that's like the demogorgon is that or like well, for me i feel like will will be able to get those powers like uh, he 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 transitions in between the the regular world and the the creepy upside down world. Um, Rafi. So I was actually going to say something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Actually, similar to that. Um, because in season one, we we uh, the science teacher talks about fleas, the concept of fleas. Yeah. So that we know that uh, eleven, eleven might be a, well actually, eleven eleven really isn't a flea. Because it's not the upside down she goes to. Yeah. It's then like a, I don't know, probably a reflection of the upside down. Because... Mm-hmm. Speculation. Because visually speaking, it's separate. Right? Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. separate. Okay. Anyway, anyway I'm, I'm dragging away from my point. My, yeah. my point is, will, will, I think, will be a flea in the next season. I think, I think that will be his role. Mm-hmm. 
actually, I'll just like because I, I I'm actually I, I kind of disagree in that mm-hmm. where what Eleven is doing is going to some places not the upside down. I think she's like she's sort of like a raid like a, a radio antenna that's picking up on frequencies from the upside down. However, mm-hmm. from the last episode, that's true. Okay. from the last okay. episode, I think what happened is that she gained a new power, which is actually being the fleet and trans- transitioning between the two dimensions. Because from the effect, we see a crack. And like the crack is like the symbolism for okay. like the, mm-hmm. the, the tear between the dimensions. All right, so while we're on the topic of the upside down, let's have our theories on what is the upside down. Like, it's a very weird dimension in a way where it sort of mirrors uh, the real life Earth. There are some like weird theories where it could be like a futuristic world where yep. the where yeah, the Russians nuke the world. What? And it's like That's all weird. like no. snow and a, win- a winter snow in a way where like. There's only some beings that survive it. I, I think that the Upside Down, the Demogorgon always existed in the Upside Down. That's my idea. Or, or you know, like, um, Eleven just opened the portal. Mm-hmm. Like, someone, like, told, kind of informed the Demogorgon that it could trans- go to our world. And, uh, and I kind of don't know how else to explain this, but Nigel will go for it. Actually, uh, because it's because it's a reflection of our reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was I was wondering, because because when uh, when Franco said that it was sort of uh, a future world that's like a nuclear that where nuclear winter settled down over the entire Earth, I was wondering because there was another theory in that it's a reflection of the psychological the psychological makeup of either the, the entire of our world or of Eleven's mind. Because um, there is a theory in that the, the Upside Down was created by Eleven when she transitioned and that the monster is actually a reflection of herself. Because, there, because what, from what I said a while ago during the review was that there's a very many similarities between Eleven and the Demigorgon from the first... Uh, from the first episode, they uh, we see that she that the Demogorgon exhibits some of the some of the powers that Eleven does, for telekinesis and um, uh, that when she uses his powers, electricity pulses, and that Eleven would also from if from what I say is correct, the Eleven would also have the dimension hopping powers. Didn't he? Like you mentioning that it's a nuclear winter. Ties into the scientists trying to prevent the nuclear winter ah, from happening. Right? Yeah, they're the ah, ah, ah. They they opened this future world. So an to, alternate reality. A future, a future yeah. where the nukes did drop. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else, yeah. but then it ties in with the whole Russian thing. Yeah, oh, it also maybe. ties in with the costume design where they have like these gas masks and they said the air is toxic mm-hmm. and what was the I, I want to know what was the purpose of the Demogorgon in the upside down world let's say hypothetically it never could reach us what was its purpose there was it a survivor because of the, um, of well the there were eggs and there are other 
life forms like the worms and stuff that exist. So I was that before it took humans? I'm, or after? You, you know this oh. the, this talk of like the the nuclear apocalypse and all that. It reminds me of the Planet of the Apes. Ah, right, uh, you, you know, in the spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Planet of the Apes, I but in the end, the Planet of the Apes is actually Planet Earth. I'm <gasps> what? Planet? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know, I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's actually Jesus Planet god. Earth, like the. You maniac! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You blew it up. <laughs> when, when, when the main character of Planet of the Apes saw the Statue of Liberty, he realized they blew everything Damn up. You. Right, so yeah, it, 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 it has a very, this theory has a very Planet of the Apes like quality to it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. It, that's cool. Like it 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 is Earth. It's the future. Yeah, you blew it up. Uh, you blew it up. <laughs> Damn you all to hell. I I do know that there are some clues that show that whoever enters into the Upside Down does leave some psychological impact. Because uh, remember when Hopper and Joyce first entered. And then when they, they when they were entering, he saw a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Then we see in a flashback that that was the same teddy bear that his daughter was playing with. Around you remember mm-hmm. this, right? Yeah. So like, how did the teddy bear get there? Was uh, it because he was also there? Uh, how, about, how about Nancy? What she about entered the upside down. And what what kind of crazy psychological well thing in connection to her? To I, her. I don't think she had this sort of psychological. Um, Thing she wasn't there for a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. and besides, um, she was more worried about the Demi Gordon trying to get um, Demo Gordon, Demo Gordon, whatever, um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. The monster tried to get her, so she's not focused on some psychological um, throwback at her. She's trying to get out. So, so like she's not very aware of her surroundings, so we don't yeah. see anything. So we don't see anything. So mm, it might be yeah. a possible thing. But still, how is the teddy bear oh, there? Here's one thing. Explain so, I mean, that. I, I have some random. I haven't really um, like I, I I know a certain video game is well like a huge influence with the upside down. You know, Silent Hill, right? Of course. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know the aspects of what makes the other side of like Silent Hill what it is. But I mean, does anyone know here? Uh, could you explain? Because I mean, of course, um, if you played Silent Hill, there's um, okay, you enter this um, really weird town called Silent Hill, right. and then you um, alternate between what is supposed to be in the real world and then. But aesthetically, it's like a foggy, dark world. Like a foggy, um, delusional, disillusioned um, other world that's so, very similar to the setting of in the real world. So just like in, in the Upside Down, um, when Hopper and Joyce entered uh, the Upside Down, they entered the alternate reality of that building where they entered. Only more destroyed and very creepy and like that. It was nuked. It was fine. <laughs> Let's stick with that. It was nuked. So, I mean, has anyone here ever played? No, no. no. Never going to play that. But thanks for giving scared. us that. I'm afraid. Yeah. And the explanation. Like, we needed that. I'm scared yeah. for games. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. So, who else do we have to talk about? Oh, uh, eleven, of course. Is eleven coming Where back? Is eleven? We, didn't, we actually didn't talk about her at all. I think in the earlier review. Rafi, go. I think because I think 
she is the breakout character of the series. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think as a uh, I think next season they're going to bring her out not in the beginning of the season. They're, they're going to bring I think for maximum effect they're going to bring her out either in the middle of the season. They'll bring her out in the 11th hour. In the mi- middle of the season. Or 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 <laughs> or I think that they're I think in pure 80s fashion, an 80s fashion, an 80s way of doing it. I, I don't know. I think 80s fashion. Yeah, I think in uh, one sure of their bad. one of their new characters is be- going to become the new Eleven. So, uh, and 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 in the end, the re- Eleven will come back in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. well, what you said it kind of reminds me of Star Wars in a way where like Luke Skywalker was one of the main mm. characters, and then mm. at the end of Episode Seven, spoiler, he comes back. And just shows his face and it's like, I'm ready to fight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading yeah. that um, they wanted season two not to feel like a season two, but more of a sequel. Yeah, yeah. To so the first it's like season. Stranger Things 2. Yeah. That's what they and, wanted. And I was it. reading that um, they might even turn Stranger Things into its own, like every season is a new story. So they don't mm-hmm. even have to stick with the same characters. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah. kind of like a Twilight Zone exactly. or American exactly. Horror yeah. Story type of show. Uh, although, from what I'm aware of, I, I'm not sure how substantiated this is, but I do know the kids are a big part of season two. Yeah. I think they so, might stick with the kids just because they're like they were they were so popular. They're so likable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hopper's Hopper's working with the government now, Ooh. so he's gonna have some some creepy stuff going on. Well, since we're at the talk of season two, have you guys seen the? You know the teaser trailer already for yeah, season yeah. yeah, where they dropped all of the names of the episodes. Yeah, refreshing yeah. us on that. All right, so um, the episodes are the first episode: Mad Max, Len, the boy who came back to life. Ooh, that's Will. The pumpkin patch. Those are the eggs. The palace. That's you. The storm. The polywog. The slugs. What's a polywog? It's know. like a Pokemon. The secret. <laughs> the secret cabin. Is that the is that the what's it Fort Fort Byers? Maybe maybe uh, the brain mm, probably. And then the man. last episode is called the Lost Brother. I th- people are saying the Lost Brother might be eleven. Maybe. Well, Why? No, it, oh, not no. that not yeah. like the male thing, but like brothers uh-huh. and like, like brothers. Brothers. Comrade. Comrade. Uh, yeah. brethren. Curiously, um, with the first episode, uh, first episode, I can assume already that this is um, well, its main focus would be. Of course, the new one of the new characters, yeah, they, Max. Yeah, Max, Mad who's Max. supposed to be this um, this girl on a skateboard yeah, doing yep. kickflips. Yeah, she and may be the new eleven. Wait, she might. She? Twelve. Twelve. But Mad Max is a well, she. She's yeah, a twelve girl. to fourteen year old. How, how, how do you know it's a she? Uh, they released. Uh, yeah, some they released like because they details. confirmed there will be four new characters in season two, and they already released three, like the the names of the um three of the new character uh, three of the four new characters. Oh, okay. So first it's Max, which is like um, some 12, 14 year old skateboarding female. And Kick then, then and her then, older brother, I think. Yeah, her older brother is Billy, who's, who's like the The new jerk. Yeah, the new jerk with the Camaro and all. And then uh, there's like this um, black. This one's um very peculiar um character. It's na- the character's name is Roman. Roman. Mm-hmm. And he's a 30 something gender neutral role. Gender neutral role. Yeah, I guess they want to be modern about it. Uh, so like with that, with you with the season two titles you mentioned RJ, uh for everyone, what uh 
title struck you the most? I like the pumpkin patch because it because uh, well, season two is gonna be set in Halloween. Ah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna Already? be set an entire year after the first season. That's oh, so it's not released in Halloween. No, it's oh, that's too soon. <laughs> it's set. It's set oh, for Halloween set the next year. So that's enough time for Will to just date any slugs uh, uh, he still has inside of him. Aren't they planning on releasing it next year, though? Yeah, 20, yeah. Next year. 2017. Oh, but not November? I don't know. But probably not November. November. Probably earlier, I think. And the pumpkin patch could refer to the eggs that they ran into Maybe. the Upside Down. Maybe. And I'm excited for that. Very I alien, want, those eggs. I want to know more about the Upside Down. Yeah, so uh, for... Uh, season two for the titles there. One interesting title would be the Polywog, because mm. it could introduce a new monster. Oh yeah, like because mm. I I mean it could possibly be the name of the Upside Down. Polywog. I don't know. It's like I don't know. Polywog refers to a tadpole or you know like yeah. a maybe like a little. A Pokemon. I'm thinking of like. <laughs> no, you're thinking of. Po- <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Yeah, it's first, a tadpole. My bad. <laughs> I'm thinking of the first two syllables. Mm-hmm. Poly. So it could be like a shape shifting mm. transformer uh-huh. polymorph yeah. kind of thing. Because, well, for me, I think the Demogorgon's gone forever. Because mm. we've seen all there is to see about the Demogorgon. It's, mm-hmm. We saw it in real life. It came, it, it went into the real world and yeah. it got shot at a billion times, got burnt. And got destroyed by Eleven. And I think, like, we've already seen enough of it that it won't, for sure, won't come back yeah. next season. But it could. But, well, it could. <laughs> but what's the to. suspense of, of it? Like, once the, they already revealed it, yeah. it's not scary anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was the whole Jaws thing. Yeah. Because, like, it shows a little of it at the start, it shows a little of it in the middle of the season. But speaking of revealing, uh, it, at the end, at the last episode, they sort of revealed the next villain when they were playing Dungeons and Dragons oh. instead of the Demogorgon as the main boss. What did they? It's use? like some Hydra. It's the no, they, the Hydra, the Thistle Hydra, the Thistle Hydra. Oh, can I just mention? It has more than one head, so it like, could yeah. be like a multiplication kind of thing. Thistle Hydras. Where there are more monsters this time than just one. Shit. Like, um, they want to mention when Eleven was killing the Demogorgon and then Eleven raised her hand. The Demogorgon also raised its hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. mirrored her actions. Which gives credence to my theory that they are reflections of each other. I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of evidence for that. There's not a lot of evidence <laughs> Yeah, so that's unsubstantiated speculation, sir. Everything is unsubstantiated <laughs> speculation. That's, I guess. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, there, but then, okay. I, yeah, that's a nice. It's a nice thing. It, it mirrors. They did the same action. It kind of hinted that like their their relationship, and then when it disappeared, she disappeared. Okay. So. Uh, moving on from the kids' storyline and the Demogorgon storyline, what about the teenagers and uh, adults in this and their storyline? How would their future come in? Like, uh, well, for the teenager side, a lot of people were kind of like mad or sad or even happy that Steve ended no. up ended <laughs> up with uh, with Nancy. Well, compared right. to like a lot of people rooting for Jonathan, so like, how would this? Teenage drama like pan out in season two. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the writers say that Jonathan might have a chance. 
Uh, okay, yeah. I don't I don't like I don't that pairing also because Jonathan's still a creeper. Yeah. He's still a I creepy mean, guy. They, yeah. I mean if they flesh his character out and I mean with the first season, you know, he said that he was just there to look for his brother mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Now that he's found his brother, um they could like pretty much reboot his character in a sense yeah. in the second season and that give him something like more interesting. That makes sense. Because yeah. his whole motivation was to find his brother. And yeah, he did. And mm-hmm. when it was, it was that, that one scene when he was happy and he was smiling and finally he got what he wanted. And then Nancy still was sad because Barb wasn't there. Oh, and then yeah. she turned away. And then I think that's, that's an entire arc already. An entire like close storyline for Jonathan. But he's still a creeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, could creepy cut, guy. they could cut him off and like send him to NYU. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But he wanted to go there ever since he was six I, I years like old. Jonathan in a way. Like yeah. it's hard to forgive his creepiness. But the one thing I really liked about him is that he got along with the kids. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really interested in seeing how they're gonna develop Nancy's character. Because now that she's she she's definitely a badass. I'm wondering whether she'll be satisfied with just being the regular good girl. And so, yeah, that's that, because we don't really know what they're planning for her. I'm just hoping that they do something good with her. And her relationship with Steve. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, for, for Mila, I want to know how Steve handles, because it was only in the last episode that he got introduced to this wild world of, super, of the supernatural. Yeah. So I, I wonder how he takes it in, in season two. I just hope they name their kid John Ralphio. That's a Parks and Rec joke yeah. okay <laughs> All right. like one thing would be when they foreshad when the kids were playing Dungeons and Dragons they were talking mm-hmm. about the missing elements where yeah. it's like what about the what about the flowers the flowers what about the princess princess and the noble knight yeah yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of people could agree that the flowers could be the eggs in a way mm-hmm. the princess could be 11 mm-hmm. but who would be the noble knight so my theory is that what does a knight use? Uh, a sword. A sword. Mm-hmm. And who is the only character that used a sword-like weapon? Steve. The bat. Yes. Yes. How is How is Steve? What? Okay. He didn't use a sword. Well, it's the closest thing to a sword. You, you know who is a noble it's a knight for me? Ah, Hopper. Hopper's more of a noble knight. He's True. he's a sheriff. He has a gun or whatever. Like Steve doesn't have any knightly but, things for but me. But I'm somewhat um, curious as to how they'll develop the character of Hopper. Now, yeah. I mean, they left a cliffhanger in the end that okay, the oh, government oh, agents yeah. grabbed him, like, and then said like, "All right, come with us." And then after that. Everything seemed normal with him, but you know, there's something up with him. He knows things. Mm. Yeah, that's really fit sketchy. What do you guys think of that? I I, I want to say though, we we didn't mention the part where uh, Hopper sold out Eleven's location. Oh yeah. In return yeah. for Wilson. access to the Lando. to the portal, right? Lando. He's Lando. <laughs> He's Lando. But then right? I also want to talk about that con- that theory that the government was controlling him with cigarettes. <laughs> people, because that's a real conspiracy theory that the government in the eighties controlled people no way, really? through cigarettes. And if you look in that one scene, he only started negotiating with them after they gave him cigarettes. 
And then he was going out for a smoke. That's when they picked him up. Yeah. Like he smoked. Maybe. And then they're like, oh, come with us. And he's like, Maybe. I gave you that. I still think it's stupid. Wait, but. <laughs> Government control through cigarettes, man. It's real. <laughs> well, Fiona Ryder's character, Winona, uh, Winona Ryder's Winona. character was also smoking a lot, so yeah. maybe yeah. she's controlled as well. Yeah, but it's kind of weird. Like, uh, there's also a theory where Hopper is a is a spy in a way. Like, what? Because the, because when the kids were stranded in the bus, the the government was coming in with like two agents, and then Hopper just easily handled them without firing a gun. He just like Punched whacked them. them in the back of the head. Like that's like some crazy like counter spy. Different. She. He. I think my theory is that Hopper might be in a different division of the government. Let's say. Maybe. Let's say the 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 government here is the CIA. Hopper's yeah. in the he, FBI. He was a federal way. agent before he became a sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. remembering that because like. Was he a federal agent? Wasn't he just like... Yeah, that's cop? what they said. He was like, a big city cop. City cop. A big city, city cop. cop. It yeah. could mean FBI or something. Just that because when 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 he first got... Uh, after he got taken out in the lab and then brought back to his house and made it look like he got alcohol, he did a lot of like counter, like counter espionage skills, like searching every light bulb for wires and stuff like that, which is a normal training for a cop. So which gives mm-hmm. a lot of like... I, I, I've always wondered whether or not whether he's had more extensive training as like a field agent and then he's just retired. Yeah, now. actually. Mm-hmm. Well, would you would you train like a regular cop to scan for bugs and that, wires? That's well, he is. He isn't right? just a. Th- cop. That's why he's he's probably not actually a big city cop. And he retired oh, from like yeah, 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 field yeah. service. More conspiracies. More, and more conspiracies. More unsubstantiated more. speculation. Yeah, what is this? Cigarettes. <laughs> Cigarettes. And, and Cigarettes. what was that thing that he left on the on the ventilation duct for the he left Egos, right? Yeah. Egos. Yeah. Not, and that wasn't the ventilation duct. It was, okay. like, it was like a basket. storage box. Yeah, storage, storage, storage box. box. Have you played Firewatch? No. So sorry. the when when uh, what's that? Park Rangers. Park Rangers walk around. They have these storage boxes that they just leave stuff inside so that other park rangers can find oh. them. So that's ah. like one of the things. It's just a storage box. So does that mean that Eleven is still in the, the real world? Oh, um, or the I read down? that you know they didn't show Hopper and Joyce leaving the upside down. Oh. So people are saying that <laughs> they might have run into Eleven. And she, Eleven, would have helped them get out. Interesting. Right? And then, so, with that, Hopper still thinks that Eleven might be alive. But they still know their way back, right? Hypothetically. They do. Where the portal might close. Like, it's weird. Like, once you go in, the portal closes. That was confusing. It kind of makes sense because if it's a mirrored reality, they just had to go back to the lab from where they were. Yeah. So, they Mm -hmm. technically could have, but they might have been... We don't know what else is in the Upside Down, so maybe they needed more protection. I mean, well, he was in contact with the government, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, if they were able to go back to the portal, then they were waiting for them on the other side or something. But then, and then they did agree, like, oh, we'll never talk about this. This never happened, as long as we can get Will out. Right? He did. He broke that promise. Did he? Yeah. The, if you see the, a lot of newspaper clippings, 
there was a big controversy over the what boy happened. Who, oh yeah, the, the because, boy who came back to life. Yeah, because yeah. episode two. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> of season two. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah, blew yeah. the lid off of that because now that Brenner was dead, they they just broke the promise mm-hmm. and just re- released everything. Yeah. Yeah. But in an, in an analysis video that I watched, uh, in a news article mentioned, it written in the police Christmas celebration, they showed like the boy who came back to life or something. And then they said Dr. Brenner had a comment on it. I was like, oh, is he still alive? It was but, that um, he didn't have a comment on it. Oh. Specifically, that's why it was unclear whether or not he's alive to not make a comment. Or it's just the government covering up again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cigarettes. He cigarettes. Might <laughs> he, might, he might be alive though because we never saw a death. We just see the monster jumping on him. But I, that, that just kind of means... I didn't like his death, by the way. They were all <laughs> like, the monster, let's let go of the asset that we were looking for the whole time. Well, yeah. And the then write- let her escape with the pin. The, the writers kids. did say that it might not be the last we'll see of Dr. Brenner. What? I mean... I mean, okay, he found the monster pounced on him. Does it automatically mean that he's dead? Could he, could he have just like tried to crawl away from it, or maybe he can't crawl away from that? What if a, what if one of his um, lackeys tried to drag the monster away from him, and you know, just in time for um, Doctor Brenner to escape? Actually, in connection to that, we never actually see him see the demogorgon kill someone right away. Mm. We only ever see him dragging him back to the upside down to do stuff to them. Yeah, we actually, we never see him actually kill someone. Yeah, that's true. Like like with Barb. Yeah, Barb had to go to the upside down with a demogorgon. Yeah, gone. He did She's kill a gone. deer though. Dead. That was that was a scary scene for me. Yeah. Showing Barb's. Oh yeah, body. Yeah, that was like that was going out. That was... And and the the eleven. Yeah, she's she... freaking oh out. Oh my god, I felt so bad. Yeah. Poor Nancy. And Barb. Yeah. Nancy's fine. Justice for... <laughs> hashtag justice for Barb. Justice yeah. for Barb. Not the other hashtag. What's the other What's hashtag? What's the other hashtag? Oh, uh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of, like, this gorilla. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay, okay. okay. Oh. Let's, let's, away from let's that. not go there. Let's stray away from that. Anyways, anyways. Alright, so, guys. Uh, what... Thing are you excited? What thing or storyline are you excited the most for season two? The kids' storyline, I think. It's, How it's nice, okay. It's gonna be nice to see the new dynamic once the new characters are introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably see how you know how the new characters will try to cope with what the um, the kids um, the kids are everyone in the town of Hawkins. Uh, experienced so you know i'm really excited to see how will interacts in the whole group because we see (laughs) (laughs) we see the three the three kids dustin and and mike and lucas and how they're all friends and stuff and then now we're gonna have will and will is described as a wizard a mage he cast fireball to save his friends rather than protect himself right (laughs) and now he's back and how is he? Well, you know he's he's gonna be a shadow walker, Maybe. or he's infected by slugs. Rafi, you're gonna say something. I think we're gonna see that that dynamic the most in episode two, the boy who came oh, back yeah. to life. I'm I think so. I'm, I'm I'm excited for that yeah, episode. So it's gonna be a full feature on Will. 
Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I'm excited for is how, yeah, like, it's actually the same thing as you guys with the whole chemistry of the new kids. But I want to highlight Dustin's uh, <laughs> role in this because he's really the chemistry guy throughout mm -hmm. the first season. And uh, he turned out to be my favorite character with the way yes. he has... Yeah so much camaraderie in him the fact that he's very loyal he makes he forces people to, to make apologize guys. Yeah. otherwise he'll be banned or kicked out or banished to the shadow realm or something yeah i'm really looking so forward to that you. honestly i agree with all of you the kids storyline is the one i'm Can most interested in i know that's why i'm <laughs> gonna say something else i'm really interested to see how because I, because from the last, from the one of the last scenes of uh, of season one, we see that the Hopper is leaving food, presumably for Eleven. I want to see whether this relationship is gonna take a more solid form, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of parallels between um, Eleven. It, it, there, there's a, not not parallels. There's a lot of Sorry. evidence that shows that possibly that Hopper and Eleven are gonna have a good close connection that's a father-daughter relationship maybe oh mm -hmm. interesting maybe. yeah so with that i would like to thank everyone for listening to our at first after credits podcast yes. yeah yeah so with that guys i would like to thank everyone for listening to our after credits podcast yeah Woo! i'm sure we all enjoyed we are sure ah, we all enjoyed doing this season one review of stranger things and we're all looking forward to uh season two uh be sure to check us out on aftercreditspodcast.com <laughs> and uh be sure to check us out on our other like channels that we're doing uh, yeah, check us out and check our, our first podcast, Quick Take Podcast, where you can hear our take on things on quicktakepodcast.com. And so just search for Quick Take Podcast on iTunes uh, to listen to our other podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Quick Take Pod. That's for the Quick Take Podcast Network, where we will have a new podcast called the Play to Win Podcast. You should follow that on Twitter, Play to Win Pod. Also, follow me on Twitter, Vincent Lau. Um, where I am the host of the Play to Win podcast as well as the Vin to Win podcast. And be sure to check us out next week for our next episode. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Franco Dajlet. This is Rafi Rodas. This is RG Silveria. Vincent Lyon. This is Nigel Kino. And thanks for listening to the After Credits podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>